Hello, and welcome to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. You can follow the podcast at Talking Dad UK One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Talking Dad UK on YouTube. Talking Dad UK at gmail.com. If you want to contact the podcast, interested in becoming a guest, got any stories to share with us, or some feedback, you can support the podcast at Talking Dad UK at Kofi.com where you'll see some short blog posts that are only available on the Kofi page. Um, you can support the podcast, some small donations, one-off donations. It'll be much appreciated in helping improve the podcast in the future. All the links will be in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello, are we there? Hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, James, you okay? Yeah, fine, not so bad, not so bad, Just- Glad it's nearly Friday. I think we, yeah, think we can all say that. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close now, aren't we? Yeah, all over, over the home, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed, because I've been back to work this week, first week back in. Um, I think first couple of days I was fine, just rolling with it, yeah. but I can yeah, definitely be, tell now. Yeah, you call through, don't you, when you go back to work? Yeah, four days in. I feel I can feel the tiredness building up. Yeah, I can definitely identify with that one. Definitely. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I can, with, I can identify with every week. I, I have all this enthusiasm on a Monday morning. By Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I'm thinking, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts to uh, go downhill rapidly from sort of Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, how have you been getting on? Yeah, not so bad. I mean. Just plodding on as you can, you know, with with all the restrictions that we've had for the past year and what three months is it? It's just been yeah. It's just just been a case of getting on with it, isn't it? Yeah. You've got no choice. You've got no choice. No, nothing to do. Nowhere to go. Where are you, the, are you in Lancashire? I am in Lancashire. Can you tell by my accent? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a bit <laughs> of a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm up in uh, Blackburn, Lancashire. Yeah. So how is it up there at the moment? Wet, windy. <laughs> well, yeah, the weather's been horrible here as well. <laughs> yeah, but other, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I've not really been out of the house since last March because I was sent home from work due to the pandemic and everything. And I don't really get much chance to do much math for myself because obviously there's nothing to do. But yeah, now now things now things are less restrictive. I've managed to get myself booked into a Tai Chi class. I'm doing an autism course. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm. I'm getting myself out there a bit more now because I, I I'm I'm very introverted as it is anyway. But now I've seen I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's been forced upon me. Yeah, I don't want to be like that. I want to get myself out there a bit more and a bit more around people, so to speak. So I've managed to get myself booked into yeah. a few things. I've noticed that. Sociable. I've noticed that as well. I didn't actually mind my own company and being on my own. In fact, I used to enjoy it. But um, when you don't have that option, when you, you, you're you sort of yeah. told you've got to be, and, and at some time, obviously when it suits you, you might want to go and meet other people or you might want to go and do something. Um, yeah. But we've not been able to, have we? So then it starts no, to... It, it, I mean, my wife is the more sociable one. She'll, yeah. she'll go out to bingo. She'll go out with her friends for tea or anything like that. Yeah. And, I'm I'm perfectly happy just to do my own thing. Yeah. But not for fifteen months being been forced upon me, but 
you know yeah. i was like like i say i was sent home from work and that that was my pretty much all my my social activity going to work having a bit of banter in the office coming home and my wife was like oh right i'm going to bingo tonight see you later or i'm going to ex- my, going over to berlin to go and see your best friend going yeah. off for tea it's like oh right yeah yeah see you later then <laughs> you know what I mean? so it was, but then obviously all that stopped didn't it so she's having she's actually had a hard time to yeah so what getting, what, get, get, getting used to it what would you have usually have been doing then if you were at home on your own what would you have done to be perfectly honest nothing no because i because i've been autistic i struggle with even though being autistic like typically not autistic you think oh routine you, you yeah. stick to food i'm not stick to food routine okay if I, I cannot fix myself into certain things right it's like on a monday it's like on a monday at work it, I know I'm on the phones all day. If my wife's at work, I won't order myself any dinner because I'm that focused on one thing. Yeah. I can't think, oh, I need to have my dinner. Okay. And it's just bizarre. I'm 34 years old and I still can't get to the point where I can fend for myself in that respect. But <laughs> I'm learning. It's a learning process. But there we go. It's it's. How... I, I say it's learning progress. It's 15 months since, <laughs> since yeah, working yeah. from home. So. How do you find it then? You say you're learning, but how do, how do you find that process? Well, with being autistic, I, I was only diagnosed three years ago. So I've always known there's something different about me. There's always something um, odd, you know, socially awkward about me. I don't really like chit-chat. I don't really like being around people. Yeah. And I, just thought, that, I thought that was just me. You know what I mean? You just think that, don't you? And as as a grown up, you know, I've never I've never really had cause to question anything. I just thought, right, I'm just a very naturally introverted person. I just don't want to be around people. I just don't. Not that I don't like them. I just don't want to be around them. Yeah. I just don't like just don't like that social interaction or that social social communication. And when I, when I started my job, what would I mean now? I had I had to have an occupational health assessment because I was under the mental health team for okay. a long time. And they said, right, we'll do an occupational health referral and see what we can do to support you, which, you know, is great because obviously joining a new job, being around new people, new processes, new way of doing things and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I just said to the occupational health nurse at the end of the conversation, I said, oh, by the way, I can't deal with any ambiguity. And she said, do you not think you might be autistic? And that was five years ago. And that was, well, was that where it first came up then? That, that's how it first came up. And then right. I, I had two assessments and then I got a report saying, yeah, you, you. Sorry. No, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> My wife's just walked in and uh, she's covered in baby sick. <laughs> I know that. I know that only too well. I, can, <laughs> I know that one only too well, that one. Sorry about that. No, don't worry. I like, like I say, I'm, I'm quite well versed in baby sick and all that sort of thing. I, I can completely relate. It's I've done a, um, I've done maybe two or three uh, podcast episodes since since his since his arrival, and um, that's the first time I've been interrupted at any point. So we've done well so far. Yeah, that's good going. Now. <laughs> that's good going. So um, yeah, yeah. So that, like like I was saying, like just, that's how it all came about. Yeah. And then two reports later, eighteen months later, I was officially diagnosed. Did you any... come with, it didn't really come as a shock, to yeah. be honest with you. But knowing what autism is now, it didn't come as a shock. But at the time I thought, well, what's that? 
you know what I mean? Yeah. I've never really had that understanding of it, so. Where kind of would you, where do you sort of put yourself on the sort of spectrum of it? Or, or do you even have that kind of conversation when you're assessed and stuff now? No, you, you don't have any sort of that conversation. It's just you're autistic and that's it. Yeah. There's no eye function, there's no low functioning. And the autistic community find that quite offensive sometimes because it just demeans the capabilities. And I can, I can, I can totally relate to that because you either are or you aren't. There's no two yeah. ways about it. Yeah, of course, it's a spectrum. Don't get me wrong. I, I have my difficulties, but I also have my own like strength, which, yeah. which anyone does. Yeah. And I, I, I always say I don't see it as a disability because I, I communicate differently to people. I talk differently to people. I interact with you know, all that sort of thing, just like anyone else. Yeah. It doesn't make me any less of a person just because... I, I'm, mm. I'm wired differently, so to speak. It, We're all wired differently. We are, yeah, that's true. It affects people differently, though, doesn't it? This people have different difficulties. Yeah, of course. Yeah, through it, there are, there are like, for example, like Harvey Price, for instance. You know, you can see how how much it affects him. Yeah, compared to how it affects me, which is completely different. Which yeah. obviously, well, with the spectrum disorder, but well, I say disorder, but that's that, even that's a an offensive term sometimes because it's 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 so <laughs> difficult it's so difficult isn't it how um yeah exactly i mean all these I, terminologies I, are, are all different yeah. and, and it's it is hard to get get your sort yeah. of head around and get to grips with what what does it actually mean yeah yeah because obviously there's asd which is autism spectrum disorders asc which is also spectrum condition yeah asperger's which is being phased out because of the links with and Asperger to the Nazis and everything, so they're trying to yeah. phase all that out. So it's just, it's just like a minefield. And I is. just say, look, I, I'm autistic. You do, you 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 take up what what from that what you will. Yeah, yeah. There's, to me, there's, like I say, there's not there's no functioning label to it. To me, I'm just autistic, and that's just I've got my own personal brand of it, so to speak. And there's that there's that saying, isn't it? Though I don't know if you've heard it. If you've met one person with autism, you met that one person with autism. You not met everyone else with it. Yeah, no, abs- everyone, absolutely. Everyone's different. Yeah, I, I can, like I say, I can relate to that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, uh, I've met, I've met various different people with with autism or Aspergers, and um, in my previous role, um, I worked in mental health support for adults. And for seven years, and sometimes it's it's a bit like, well, you've worked with autism before. Yeah, we've we've got another case coming in, and they've got autism or they've got Asperger's. You can work with them. And it's a bit like, well, it doesn't quite work like that because that person might be totally different. It doesn't mean to say that they are going to be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. and um, or, or or you're an expert in how it presents in that one person. No, and I would I would it, definitely it, not say that about myself. Um I no, would no, just, of course, no. I would just say that I, it, when, I, when I was in that role, whoever I was kind of supporting at the time, I was just dealing with them as the person they were and what, what they were like. I wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to, I don't know, I wasn't trying to be somebody who fully understands the ins and outs and workings of being autistic. Cause I don't understand that. It's I don't, I'm not an expert. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, even, even people that are autistic aren't experts. It's just such a myriad of different things that can present itself. 
Yeah. And obviously, obviously, since being diagnosed, I'm a lot more tuned in to what my difficulties actually are. Yeah. Because there's a reason behind it. There's an explanation behind it. Yeah. So it's do not you, an excuse, but it, there's a reason. <laughs> do you have a lot more? Do you research it a bit more and have a bit more understanding yeah, about I, it? Yeah. Now? I, I, I mean, I do a lot of research. And I, I do my own blog about it, just just so I can get what I what I'm feeling out. It yeah. might not be coherent. It might not be like readable to to the, to the average reader, so to speak. But to yeah. me, it's just a, a way of releasing how I'm feeling. Yeah. Because it might, like I say, it might not make much sense, but it, it doesn't even make much sense to me half the time. And I can write eight, nine hundred word blog post a week, and I'm thinking. Yeah, you know that, that's what's going on in the head at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but when we when, when they read it back, I, I I don't really identify with it because it's just something that was in my head at the time, and then I've moved on from from A to B in such a rapid pace. Yeah, does it I, I does don't... it help once you've once you've got it out there and you've written it up? Does it just move on then? Does that help it move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just we just moved that thought on or them thoughts on, and it's, yeah, it's more of a case of just like like I say, letting go and releasing that anxiety or that stress that I'm feeling because I am naturally quite a well, calm person but when when I get stressed I can get really stressed out and yeah it, it doesn't have a, a good effect on people around me so I try, I try and take myself away from people and try and deal with it in my own way yeah which is sometimes quite difficult because I, I struggle with identifying what I'm actually feeling and trying to get that articulate that to myself not just to myself but to my wife or my loved ones or my friends or my family or whatever yeah it's very difficult to articulate that when i don't even know how yeah. to articulate articulate it myself yeah so did you say that you were booking onto an autism course yeah i'm, I'm i've i've booked onto this online course uh understanding autism it's equivalent to two a levels so it's quite a high level okay. course so hopefully i can get a bit more uh, identify a bit more about myself more than anything even though it would be in generic terms yeah but at least if there's something there that oh yeah actually that's that's something that i i'm like and what i can do to put that right well not pretty right but not correct it but just live with it and deal with it as it as and when it comes up rather than ignoring it yeah okay where does, because you, you do a blog about um, family life as well, don't you, and about your son? Yeah, um, I do, yes. My my hero, Joshua. My hero, Joshua. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've been having a read through, and I know when we first spoke on, we made contact on Facebook, didn't we, the first time? And it, we made, did, yeah. You did yeah. say, have a read, and you might need tissues, and I can assure you, anyone that does check, you might need tissues. It is true. But I think what an experience you've been through and as difficult as it has been now at this stage, you seem to have reacted to it in, in a really, really positive way. And um, it is a really interesting read and an insight into, you know, difficulties that some families face um, with children that are, have, have some conditions and illnesses that, that when things don't necessarily all go to plan, um, when did you think of starting to put that into a blog? Well, 
when when Joshua was in like hospital when he was first born, we we couldn't hold him for three weeks. Yeah, because we could because of the skin condition that he was born with, and the doctors were always be like really hesitant of either one of us holding, not just myself. Yeah, and obviously when you don't have that skin to skin contact, it's not just the baby that needs it; it's the parents as well. Yeah, to 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 start that bond with with the child. And obviously, me being me, being a gracious person, as soon as the doctor said we could hold him, immediately I said to my wife, "You, you hold him first because yeah. you know you you carried him for X amount of months. It, I think it's only right that you you do it first. Yeah. And all but when he came home from hospital after six months, I I started feeling like I just could not bond with him. I couldn't identify with him. Right. And my, my wife was always like, oh, it's just a baby. You, you Don't worry about it. It's just a baby. I said, look, I cannot bond with him. I can't compute with this thing that I've helped create. Yeah. And perhaps that may, may have been a bit of a warning sign for me being autistic. Yeah. Who knows? But I didn't know that. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time. And with, with this twin brother sadly passing away at birth, and the way Joshua is with my wife, i.e. how close he is and how very attached to her he is. Yeah. I I was always like, well, what about our other son? Would he be for me? Right. Would he want me to do things for him? And that constant rumination of thought lasted, must have lasted three or four years in up until Joshua going to school. Right, really? I, I, I really could not deal with it. I was really struggling with dealing with it because I, it was just consuming me, completely consuming me. And I thought to myself, well, I, I, I got myself with obviously through mental health team and everything. I got myself a course of cognitive behaviour therapy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, what do I want to work on? And one one of the main things was even my wife said, well, maybe you should try and look at the bond you have with Joshua, like the the relationship we have with him trying to get that up so oh yeah and then i went through all that cbt and realizing that the rumination of thoughts i had about his twin brother was so unhealthy i mean i was i wasn't that i wasn't half the person i was today i was le- less than half the person i was i wasn't looking after myself very well i was pretty much the most naughtiest person you can ever possibly be around yeah I thought, well, what can I do to sort of try and articulate just how, where Joshua has been and where he's going? And not just to him, but us as a family, because we're supposed to be a family of four. But unfortunately, obviously, due to Jacob passing away at birth, we're a family of three. Yeah. And it, there's, always, there's always these milestones, like starting school, your fifth birthday, your fourth birthday, you know, all these little milestones that you have for your children. And you always think there should be two. And it, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to start writing about this because I enjoy writing. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, I, I, want, I want Joshua to have a, a lot of opportunities. I want him to have... I want people to love him just as much as what we love him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone who, who's, who comes into contact with Joshua absolutely loves him and absolutely adores him. Yeah. And I think, well, if I can write about that and without people actually having to meet him, perhaps when I write about him, people could love him as well. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've had a massive, big response to it, but on 
on Instagram when when I joined up to Instagram looking for dads to talk to, and yeah. I've met uh, a few few dads that we, we we chat every Friday now on Dad Vengers. I don't know if you've heard of that before. I saw it on your blog actually. Yeah, um, it's just it's run by Nigel Clark of CBeebies. If you're familiar with oh, Nigel right. Clark, okay, Baby Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we, we all sort of have a chat and. We, we have a WhatsApp group, so we can just drop in every so often. Okay. I just say, like, if, if, we, if we're struggling with anything. And the funny thing, funny story was, we we, we actually met Nigel about about eight months before that adventure started because I nominated Joshua for a Paw Patrol Award. I don't right. know if you've read the, the, the post. Um, I nominated him for an award for strengths because he's my, my son. He, he, might, he might be small in stature yeah but he's strong-minded and he's strong physically as well and he's, he's not got much muscle tone for, for a six nearly seven year old but i always i always say to people i'm 15 stone and he can push me over right so he is very strong strong lad <laughs> he's a very strong like, he'd be taking tyson fury for uh, <laughs> i run for his money soon yeah so yeah so i, I nominated him as I can't remember when it was, but then I got a phone call from the PR company running it and everything. And so, oh, by the way, Joshua's won. He won a two-night stay in London. Oh, right. Uh, he's going to be presented with this award by Nigel Clark of CBeebs. I think, oh, my God, what's going on here? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we, we, all, we all went down for a two-night stay over the weekend. We had Hamlet's to ourselves on the Sunday morning, 100 quid voucher to spend. Right. So we had three, three rain of Hamlet's on the Sunday morning before yeah. it all opened. How was that? And then that that was an experience. <laughs> I, I, I've been before. Obviously, right. Joshua's never been before. My wife's never been before. Yeah. And then the big toy master comes out. And my wife's like, "Who's he? What's he all about?" Well, that's a big toy master. Like really excited. I'm getting I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, "Right, you got five floors. You got hundred pound. You got you got you got you got free reign till eleven o'clock when we open." And we all went around doing activities and putting things into all this sort of thing. And at the very end, they took us out through the, through the side door. They said, right, you see all these people here, you know what Oxford Street's like in mm. London when it's yeah. first open. You're going to open Hamlet's. Oh, right. okay. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. And then Josh was like, fine, so get to the front. And <laughs> he, he ended up opening Hamlet's for, for the Grand Master that day. And the, the amount of people that were there, obviously, you can imagine with it being yeah wow and, and rebecca's like where's all these people come from it's only sunday morning it's like sunday morning on oxford street and <laughs> it's like the most popular day <laughs> so yeah it was it was a fantastic weekend we met uh, naomi wilkinson as well off cbb's right. we met kirsten o'brien which i sort of fan fanboyed at because obviously growing up we were watching smart and everything <laughs> and then um, there was imogen thomas there from big brother but she was a bit arrogant, so we didn't really tend to speak to her too much. Right. But yeah, I didn't really particularly warm to her very well. <laughs> I, I, I might have done in a previous life, but <laughs> no, she, she, she was a bit, it was a bit weird. She, 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 she was there, but she, I don't think she wanted to be there. Right. Okay. She maybe wasn't there for the right reasons. Yeah. And then obviously Kirsten O'Brien was talking to us. I'm thinking, oh my God, I, I grew up watching this woman. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm in presence of someone. Else. And I was explaining to Joshua how she did like art programs and all that sort of thing 
I said, did you like it when you was a little boy? And I'm like, yeah, of course I did. Course I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird. It was, like I say, it was a good weekend. And about seven months later, Nigel started putting, posting stuff about this thing he was creating called Adventures. And he wanted Dallas to join up and just have a chat on Friday nights. And as luck would have it, everyone was free on a Friday night because there's not much to do. Well, no, no. So was it created in lockdown then or was it before that? Well, it it, it, sort of, it was about April, May time. Obviously, Nigel had been doing a lot of work behind the scenes like in the months leading up to it. And yeah, it just, I mean, I, I think I joined in the second week. There's been people there every week since it started. I've been there since the second week. I've not been on it since December due to other things going on like work and yeah. all that sort of thing. And I've just knackered on a Friday, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And Joshua's getting older now and his, his behaviour's becoming more and more more difficult to deal with. Okay. So I've, I've taken myself away for a little bit, but I'm hoping, hoping to get back to it, hopefully tomorrow, because they're, they're talking about sleep, which is a, another subject of, of interest to myself, not, not just for Joshua's sake, but for my sake as well. So hopefully I can get back to it tomorrow if... Joshua behaves. What what have they got planned on the on the sleep discussion? Is it's it... all about like the psychology of sleep and helping your kids get to sleep. Okay, oh, man. Uh, I could it, do with that myself. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and then because I have a sleep disorder, I have I have sleep apnea. Right. So it's it's one of them things that you know, I can sort of weigh in and talk about from a parent's perspective. But yeah, yeah it, should be, it should be fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good set of people. The thing is with Nigel, he won't tolerate any anyone taking the mic, really. Yeah. You know, it's there to be, you're there to be included and include everyone else. Even mums are allowed on it and grandparents and aunties, uncles, all that sort of thing. So it's not inclusive, it's just a dad. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, that, that's what the premise is, dad benches or like your superheroes. Because what Nigel was finding, um, it was dads weren't really being included in much, like going to play groups, um, yeah, all that sort of thing. So, it he wanted to create a, a space for dads to be able to have a chat with each other and be be included. And the the mums that are on it, so, some are partners of the dads, some are just there for, for, for being there safe. And like I say, we we have, we have a WhatsApp group. We, we can just drop in and out of like every day. Oh, how's your day been? And if, if someone needs help, there's always someone there to sort of help you out. Yeah. Which, as dads, because obviously dads are quite proud, aren't they? They, they just get up and get get on with it, don't they? And there's quite a few there, like myself included, with sort of mental health difficulties, and sometimes they, they just want they just want a bit of bit of support. And like I say, and also I've made a few good friends out of it, which. I've, obviously I've not met because I've not had the opportunity to but yeah. hope, hopefully um, Nigel's arranging us all to meet, have a good meet up when things are properly like, you know, less, a lot less restricted yeah what is that what do they do that over is that over Zoom and... that's over Instagram Instagram right well like Instagram yeah. live set up yeah okay. I'll, I'll send you the link to the account later. sounds interesting yeah yeah it's a, it's a look because Nigel is is a very like hands-on dad, and he, he he wanted other dads to be like well not like him but like be more hands-on. 
because their dads were always like reserved and they won't go to playgroups, they won't go X, Y, Z and all that sort of thing. He just, just wants dad's voices to be heard because unfortunately when children come along, it's always almost always the mother's voice that's heard and not never usually the dad's. And I've got personal experience with that. Other dads have got personal experience with it. And it, to me, in my, my opinion, it is wrong because you're, you're 50% responsible for that person being created or persons being created. So what, why, why can't you have a voice? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was um, sort of along them lines is where this idea for the podcast came around. It was, um, I spoke about it on the last episode with um, Ian from Dad's Delicious Dinners. Um, and we were talking about how, you know, only a, only a few years ago, five years or so, maybe a little bit more for, for Ian, but um, just noticing that going to mother and baby groups as, as a dad kind of get looked at a bit funny because you know they're, yeah. not, they're not used to seeing the dad there and um yeah. my sort of experience was going along to all these meetings and, and medical appointments like midwife appointments and not yeah. seeing much information for dads and and what what role dads can do or if if yeah. if you're a new dad um you can join this group and speak to a load of other new dads and we can all share what's going on for you and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like pers- personally speaking, I remember when Joshua was starting nursery and I was sat in between the nursery manager and my wife and all the forms that we had to sign went straight to my wife. Now, if you think about me sitting in the middle, yeah, and I was being bypassed all the time. And it's yeah. like, I'll get mum to sign this, I'll get mum to sign that. I'll right. It's like, it's like, it's like I wasn't there. Yeah. And, that, and it, it's just it's just all across the board. I mean, I, obviously, we, we do have a lot of personal experience with hospitals. It's even even then, you get bypassed. Mm. And it, it's like, fair enough if I was a crap dad. If I wasn't there, fair enough. But I'm not. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, 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 do, I, do, I do what I think is right yeah. by my son. Yeah. Uh, I might, I might get it wrong. We all get it wrong some, from time to time. Yeah, we do. You, 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 you are going to be the bad guy once in a while. Yeah, I'm going to be the bad guy once in a while. It's just a learning experience. No one can prepare for it. No, I mean, no, no one can prepare us for for the experiences that we had. No, that, that 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 experience that we had made us. Obviously, we we have the same sorts of views on parenting and the same sorts of outlook on it. But I think that experience that we had sort of solidified how we wanted to parent Joshua. Right. We're, we're perhaps a bit, we're perhaps a bit more lenient in ways because of everything he's been through, and I openly admit that I'm probably a bit more lenient and a bit more sort of easygoing, sort of speak. Because the way I was brought up, I don't certainly want Joshua to go through what I went through when I was younger, right. having, my, having the slipper treatment, having the belt treatment, having the the open hand amongst other things. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want that for Joshua. Even even if he was born healthy and it was it was fine, I had no health issues. I, I, the, the, the way I do it, I reasoned with him. Mm. I talked to him and said, look, you don't do that. But it, it, with his behaviour as it is, if he's lashing out at mum, which he almost always does every day, right? then that, that that's when the assertive bad cop comes out. Because he, he has to learn that violence isn't the answer. <laughs> no, no, it's a hard lesson, isn't it, for 
kids around that age when yeah, that, that sort of stuff starts, starts to happen. It is. It is. Yeah, it, it's difficult for me because he never lashes out at me. But when, mm-hmm. when I witness him doing it towards my wife, it's hard on two ways because I don't, I don't like seeing it. And then I think to myself, he's only six, nearly seven, and he, he can al- he can already do a lot of damage. And he's not like I say, he's not a typical six, seven year old, where he's, he's filling out a bit more. He's, he's very small for his age in both ways, height and weight, but he's extremely extremely strong being strong-minded as well which combined the two you got a raging lunatic on your hands sometimes <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a good like i said like i said to you on, on facebook he's a good kid but he does have his difficulties which yeah. we, we have to deal with and we are trying to work our way through them as best as we can as and that's that's about obviously you and your wife staying on the same page and agreeing and sticking to your guns yeah. almost isn't it absolutely i mean if, if if one of us let our guard down, even just for a millimeter, he's on that. Yeah, he's on it straight away. <laughs> and he'll say, "But but you said, but you said this, but you said that." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, actually, I did. Sorry, yeah. but because because Joshua is presenting with autistic traits himself, mm-hmm. we have to be mindful that whatever we say or do, he's going to remember it. Yeah. And we were talking today because we have, we have psycho, psychology, psycho, psychological input with, for him. And it was I get, like it was just me and him like, doing it today. And he was telling me, when I was a baby, I used to read Lucky Stars. I'm thinking, how do you remember that? <laughs> and But the thing is, he always just remember. Yeah. Whatever you tell him, he'll remember. And I, I, I remember I was whispering to my wife one time about something. And he picks up on it and he says, oh. Daddy, can you get me some of them? Oh, what? What? Where, 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 have you come, where have you got that from? Because I, I was mouthing it to my wife. I wasn't actually whispering it. I was like mouthing it so he couldn't hear it because I knew yeah. if he heard it, he'd latch onto it. So whatever, like I say, whatever we say or do, we have to make sure. You have to be careful it, a bit. It, 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 it's, followed, it's either followed through yeah. or we, we, we have to remember absolutely everything we've, we've ever said to him because he'll just remember it. That's hard, isn't it? I mean, an adult's memory isn't always as uh, sharp as a kid's, is it? No, no I mean, it, 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 it's absolutely crazy. I mean, some of the stuff, what he says, I can't even remember. But no. I think obviously that, that, that potentially may be down to the point of where I was at that time, that mindset that I was in at that time. Yeah, Which, but he, he, even if you just had a little bit of a stressful day at work, you you don't always remember all the little things, do you, or outside of it? No. and and no. You know, kids haven't always got all the other things to think about. So the little thing that they pick up that matters to them, you might have just said in passing and, and you thought it's just gone and just forgotten. Oh, no. But for him, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. You know, <laughs> whatever you say to him, like, oh, we'll, we'll go. I, I can't say to him, I can't say we'll, we'll go because he's only outside the door at the minute. So as soon as I say it, I'll be like, can we go there? We go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So think of a big toy shop that's Irish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if, 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 even if we mention that word, right. he's on there. So it's where it, it might not be in the context of the toy shop. It might be in the context of the crisp. Smith's crisp. If it'd be on it. Yeah. Oh, are we going there? Oh, Joshua, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then would, would it be a thing then that he wouldn't sort of give up on that until it happened then? Oh, no. It, 
there's no let up at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely no let up whatsoever. Because a psychologist actually mentioned it to us, it's all about the theory of mind and how we can't see another, pers- another person's perspective. Right. And if, like, like, if we can't draw something for him, because he's always insistent on us drawing animals for him or dinosaurs or whatever, if we struggle drawing it or if we can't find the said dinosaur on like Google Images or something, yeah, he doesn't understand that we can't find it to be able to look at it and try and replicate it for him on a piece of paper. He just does not let up. Yeah, you can, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And you're trying to explain to him, no, actually, I can't find it. Yeah, you can find it, it's only on there. Yeah. And then he'll take your phone off you for five minutes and he'll find it. Oh, <laughs> it's, right. like, it's like, oh, right, yeah. But there's no, there's no pulling wool over his eyes at all. <laughs> you did Absolutely. mention that um, he was big into his David Attenborough. Oh, my God. Jesus. Watching YouTube videos every single day. Coming his own from school. Can I watch animals? He put the same one all the time. <laughs> and this, this this particular one that he watches, and it's David Attenborough one. So I, I I mouthed to my wife one time, so we're gonna have to give him some David Attenborough DVDs or something. And it's costing on to it. <laughs> and I said, and I, I said to him the other week, I said, what, what would that be a birthday? So, uh, some David Attenborough DVDs, some animal DVDs. I'm thinking for a seven-year-old, I'm going, to, I'm gonna be going to a shop and buy bloody David Attenborough DVDs. When it should be really for a seventy-year-old, never mind a seventy-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But and then I'm, I'm thinking about his interests because his interests are quite fixed. They're quite sort of the flick round. So like one one minute it's dinosaurs, next minute it's animals, next minute it's monster trucks, next minute it's football. So it, it's it flicks round, but they're always them same interests. Right. So we're always having to be like one step ahead of him. You almost have to rotate things so that you can, you know, move out the dinosaurs and bring in the football, and then yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> it will go to one night. I mean, now he'll be playing with his animals before he goes to sleep. Yeah. Tomorrow, it it wouldn't. It might not even like them. Right. It won't even entertain them. Just like, right, where's my dinosaurs? So get the dinosaurs out. <laughs> they come out for a few months. Yeah. We, we, we have him imitating all the noises what dinosaurs make. Yeah. Then he watched Jurassic Park length to length all the way through. And it's, it's quite funny when, when he's into dinosaurs and he's in bed, he'll do the theme tune. And you know when um, Richard Attenborough comes yeah. out of the Jeep, he goes, yeah. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Right. He'll do that constantly. Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself, Maybe when we get David Attenborough DVDs, I can say that's Richard Attenborough's brother. That's John Hammond's brother. Yeah. Just to completely blow his mind up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but like I say, with, with, with his interest, though, I mean, it, 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 his knowledge is encyclopedic. Mm. And then it'll go on to something else, and then it'll go on to something else. And like I say, we have to be one step ahead of him all the time. I mean, <laughs> But by, by the time his birthday comes, he might not even like animals. He might because <laughs> it, 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 when he was younger, all he wanted to wear was football kits. Mm-hmm. That was his school uniform or football kits. He, he'd, he'd have to get changed because we, we bought him to like the cheapy rep, replica kits you can get off eBay, yeah. not not the official ones. Yeah, because that would be too expensive. But we, we got used to get these cheapy rep, replica kits, 
got Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, all these kids. And because obviously he plays on his own, he'd have to pretend that it was both teams. So he'd have to get changed into the other team strip. Oh, right. right. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not kidding you. The amount of times we had to change him from, like, say, three o'clock from when he finished school to bedtime must have been about 50 times at least. Yeah. And just trying to keep up with him from that yeah. four year old. We still got all the kits when he, when he, when he had, so he can keep them when he's older. But, Christ. <laughs> expensive hobby because he, his, his uncle, my, my brother, he gave him, you know, the top Trump's cards. Yeah. He bought, he must have bought at least a thousand of these bloody cards. Wow. And he gave them to Joshua, didn't he? <laughs> and if we couldn't find a particular one that he wanted, because what, what he what he would do is we, we have like a you know like them old football match you can get. Mm. He'd put a goalkeeper in the goal and line them all up as though they're playing a match. Right. And and one of his favourite football videos is the nineteen ninety two FA Cup final. Liverpool and Sunderland. <laughs> yeah. And Obviously, Michael Thomas played for Liverpool at the time. And he, he came up to me one, one time. He said, Daddy. I said, yeah. He said, do you know, because that, that's his favourite catchphrase, do you know, do you know? He said, do you know, Michael Thomas used to play for Arsenal. I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, and he scored a last-minute winner in 1989 to deny Liverpool the title. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, he wasn't even born then. You know, no, I, yeah. I, I, I was three at the time. <laughs> but because he, he, he'd watch a lot of YouTube videos about football, he yeah. picked up on just, all this random yeah. facts and figures and keeping that and information. It, and and he, he has something, well, we have something called echolalia, which is repeating back what people say. And if he's having a match with these football cards, he'll be replicating a, a football commentary that he's heard on, like Martin Tyler or right. that the old commentator like Barry Davis and all that sort of thing and he replicates it word for word <laughs> and, and he said right I want Arsenal cards so he looked for Arsenal cards and if it's in the away kit he wouldn't want them he wants them in the red kit because he likes red <laughs> I tell you I went out like at that time purely dominated by the bloody football cards luckily he's not into football at the minute <laughs> he's, in, he's into animals and he likes animal cards okay and he, and if you can't find that particular one, you know, I've even I've even had to email McDonald's because McDonald's did them recently in Happy Meals. Yeah, we've had we had some. <laughs> yeah, and I said oh, I'll have to email because he's, he's lost one out of the packet. I've, I've had to email and say, do you mind if did you know if, if we can get this one particular card because my son's going into meltdown here. <laughs> well, so did they get back to you? They've not got back to me yet. Oh, I hope they do soon because it's, it's a last thing for it all the time. But thankfully, we can distract and we've got little ways of distracting. <laughs> what card is it? I don't know, to be honest. It's, it's one of the elephants. Right. He knows intricately which one he wants. But, but to him, that's the that's his, the one he that, wants. That, that's the one he wants. Yeah. Because you know, it, it's it's interesting, don't get me wrong, because I'm, you know, I'm autistic myself. I'm not like that. And we don't have an official diagnosis for Joshua, but I see a lot of me and him now that I know what I'm like and yeah. what I was like growing up. I, that's how this sort of bond came about because I can identify a lot 
in him and what I was and how I am yeah. as well, which it makes life interesting for my wife. <laughs> I'm sure it does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, a 34-year-old a man having meltdowns and also a 16-7-year-old having meltdowns at the same time. Does, does she, she, she's, she's, she's great, though. She's, she's wonderful. Does she have to... Um... Does she just let you let you two just go off and do your thing, or does she have to be sort of referee at times and uh, be around? Well, I'm, I'm mainly the referee because Joshua is like like I said before, he's mainly for my wife. He's very he's got a very large attachment to my wife, and to to a degree, obviously with, with everything he's been through and all that sort of stuff, I can understand it. I was yeah. a mummy's boy when I was younger, and yeah. I, I I only gone through what he's gone through. But then sometimes when he's the other way out and being quite aggressive towards her, I'm having surprise and away from her. Yeah. And he's he's, he's kicked me a few times, head busted me a few times, and punched and kicked me a few times. But I'd rather them do it to me because I can't. I don't like people being hurt and mm. watch sitting across from it because we don't really have the, the necessary strategies to diffuse it because we've not been officially diagnosed with anything for him. So. What do I do? Do I pull him away? Do I leave it? What What do you do? Mm. My, my wife, my wife, got blessed. You know, like I say, she's a wonderful person. She's brilliant, but that upsets her quite a lot. Yeah. What What mum or what dad wants to be attacked by the kid? No. You don't do it. No. Well, by by anyone for that matter. But by when it when it's your own flesh and blood, and you try and provide for them and try and be there for them as much as you can. When that behaviour presents itself. It is a very difficult, difficult time. Thankfully, it's not as much as it used to be. But okay. other things, other other things are presenting itself, and we we have to give him warnings when we're talking a video. We have to give him warnings when he's going to bed. Yeah. When he's going to school, all that sort of thing. So he knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. He's prepared for it. But even then, when he's prepared for it, it doesn't almost it doesn't always work out in the way we we'd like it to. Yeah. Yeah, and he won't go to sleep until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Which, and then you think, and then he's always shouting out, "Mummy, mummy, mummy!" If I go to the toilet, what are you doing up here? Oh, sorry, mate. You know, this is my. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like, it's funny, but because of that affiliation, that affection he has for my wife, I, I can get it. I understand it, but God bless her. You know, she she, she works as well. She, she works in a dementia, like a dementia care home, so she's looking after vulnerable people, and she's coming on. She has to deal with that. That's full on, isn't it? Head. And then I, I, I'm redundant at night because he, he doesn't want anyone but his mum. Right. And perhaps our detriment, we do, we, we do go up to him. You know what I mean? But we're trying to get away from doing that. But the more we're trying to get away from doing it, the more it's presenting itself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, do you have much support? Uh, well, my my mum sadly has Alzheimer's, um, so she, she well she she's quite lucid. Don't get me wrong, but she's not really in the best position to to support us as much as what she perhaps would like to. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. And obviously, we've got my brother, but he he, he looks after my mum. He doesn't work. He looks after my mum, so he has that to contend with. And he has two kids of his own who don't, who don't live with him, but he has them quite regularly. So right. he's got that content with as well as my yeah. mum. Because my mum, without sounding too sort of critical towards her, 
she she can be quite demanding she can be quite bossy and quite but that, that was the case before there being been with Alzheimer's but now she's got this it's increased a million times right. and the only one person that is actually able to be there for her is my brother okay. so he, he, he cops a lot and then my, my dad I've not, I've not seen my dad for seven years right i've only ever seen him a handful of times since he actually left the family home uh, in 1995 i don't really want anything to do with him because the, the, the way he was with me when josh was in hospital i reached out to him needing that support and he basically said well, you, you've got all the support you need you don't need me so thanks i'll be uh, golden yeah you definitely don't now <laughs> and then and then Re- Rebecca's mum has her own health difficulties, but she looked, she she picks him up from school when Rebecca's working a late shift, or when Rebecca's not able to because I work full time from home. I'm not I, my employer will let me go out for 15 minutes and go and pick him up, but it's a case that I'm on the phone, so I can't have Joshua on my own when I'm I'm also dealing with yeah what I'm dealing with. So Rebecca's mum does a lot for us and. It really helps, even though she has her own difficulties herself. It really does help. And Josh was quite close to her because he, he spent a lot of time with her. So yeah. It's really good to have that. But other than that, we don't, we don't really have anything, unfortunately. It's just a sad fact. Do you, do, you, do you get much sort of follow-up professional support from when he was younger and when he was a baby and stuff like that? Or is that well, something that kind of comes and goes? Well, we are, we are under a few doctors. Um, at the moment, for the various things he has, like with, with his development, we, we, we are under a paediatrician at the moment. Um, I say we are under a paediatrician at the moment, but we are in the process of trying to change paediatrician because she, without sounding too critical of the NHS, because it's a wonderful institution, she is absolute rubbish. She does not listen to anyone. All right, okay. And I've seen this charity that as we we have, we have potential that we could have a diagnosis on them. Okay. Of 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 what we're looking for, and I sent her this this was only just this week actually. I sent her an email on Sunday night, so she got it first thing top of her email box on Monday morning. And I said, look, I found this charity. They'll fund a, a private assessment of autism. Can you please refer us because we can't do it as, as his parents. We can't do it. Right. It has to be someone who knows the family. And she rung up on on Monday, left a message on my wife's answer phone saying, can you please bring me to discuss this? So I thought, finally, she's listening. You know what I mean? Like, she's great. But I, I, rung her up. I rung her back myself because obviously I sent the email, so I wanted to speak to her. And as soon as I presented myself as Joshua's dad, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not referring it. All this sort of thing. You can do it yourself. All this sort of thing. Really? I just thought thought to myself, I can't be doing this anymore. And he's been been under that doctor for five years now. And fair fair enough, I I understand because he's he's not a typical case of autism. Because he doesn't have the the sort of stereotypical behaviours of it. it's it's a slow progress to diagnose i understand that 100 percent. but it's been five years now and we've only just getting around to understanding about his speech and language 
yeah. delay, and all, all this sort of thing. So we, we, we under her, we we under a doctor for his liver condition, because he has a liver condition, which was only diagnosed last year, and portal vein thrombosis, right. which but for the uneducated of people, it's basically um, his portal vein going into his liver and out to his spleen, that's basically blocked. And not because of that being blocked, he has an enlarged spleen because it's not filtering out all the different toxins yeah. as effective as it could be right. had the vein not be blocked. So we've got that to contend with, <laughs> which researching it does present with di behavioural difficulties as well, right, which okay. I find to totally bizarre, but there we go. You know, it's, it's, it, it's amazing to think how many how many different health conditions can be linked, even when you wouldn't think that they yeah. could they could affect yeah. certain things. Uh, yeah. That did you, you did you write about that on your blog? I did. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I've read that. I read that somewhere. Recently. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried to obviously since we arranged this and scheduled it in. I've tried to catch up and read up about. But obviously, there's a lot. There's a lot on there, and there's a, there's loads to read. So if anybody's got any sort of interest in this kind of area, it's a really interesting read. But um, yeah, I've been trying to read up, and then where is he? Um, where is he up to now, health-wise? Because I know he had. Did he have an operation at the beginning of this year? Yeah, he he, he had to have an endoscopy to um, assess this portal vein right. condition. Basically, he just had an endoscopy to sort of because the way it sort of presents itself is is that you can have viruses, you know, a bit like varicose veins, yeah, in on the inside of your esophagus. Now the thing is with Joshua, with him being unable to swallow at birth. He's always had issues with esophagus anyway. Right. So, um, basically, if if they could treat it there and then, like, i.e. band them up and then they shrivel up and sort of die off, so to yeah. speak, then that's what they would have done. But they found some, but they weren't able to do it because he had to, a slight narrowing at the bottom of his esophagus down towards the stomach. Right. So they weren't able to do that. But if, if Joshua ever had any episodes of bleeding, we have to go to the hospital, our local hospital. And as soon as we get there, we have to tell them of the condition that he has. Yeah. And as soon as they not are in the knowledge of that, they have to make contact with the hospital that we're under, which is in Leeds. Right. So, and then we have to make our, our way there. Okay. So, yeah. So any, any episode of bleeding? Any, oh, any at all? Any at all. That's what we were told when, when, when we first went, when we, oh, when right. we were diagnosed. So we have to be extremely mindful that it, obviously like little cuts like that, that doesn't really matter too much, but if it's, I, I believe that may not stop in the expected amount of time. Right. Like an old bleed or something like that. Because yeah. we, 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 we initially thought he might have haemophilia. Because right. he, he has quite a lot of nosebleeds. And I have lots of nosebleeds. My brother has a lot of nosebleeds, and it's all it's male. It's a male dominant condition, so our natural assumption was hemophilia. Thankfully, it's not that. But with, with this condition, he has to be monitored like every eighteen months. We have a scope down, all that sort of thing. But it's it's all new to us. This sort of thing. So we, but we, we, we they did say any sort of episode of bleeding, if it's prolonged, go to your local hospital. Tell him he's got this condition. And they'll send you over here, and that's okay. what that, that's that's in the next county, so to speak, over in Yorkshire. So, 
No. Yeah, it's not it's just around the corner, is it, for you? No. Unfortunately not, no, but that's where the specialist team is in the north of England and for Scotland, so that's where we have to be. For Scotland as well, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. There's only like three different centres. There's one in London for the south and southwest and everything. South yeah, south no, sorry, south southeast, I think. Right. All along all along the south coast and everything. One in the Midlands and Birmingham for obviously all the legendary and then north is Leeds for the north and Scotland. So we we don't have much choice. <laughs> well well no. Unfortunately but, not, no. And I suppose distance of sort of travel doesn't really matter if you need to go there, you need to go there. It doesn't really make a difference, no, no, does it? No, exactly exactly. You know, we will he has obviously got that skin condition as well, which is extremely rare. He's only one of 32 reported cases for his skin condition. I, re- I read that. How does that affect him? Well, he has um, quite tight contractions, you know, from his upper arm to his wrist. He has quite, where you flex your elbows. Yeah. He has quite um, tight contractions. So in, in the future, um, it has been sort of said you, you could possibly be a candidate for laser treatment because right. the way it presents itself is about 75-80% of his body just is scar, scar tissue. So he's no, no, no real normal skin, so to speak, apart from on his face. Right. It, it didn't affect his face when he was born, which okay. I, I found totally bizarre. Yeah. And obviously, the way the way he was presented when he was born, it looked like he he'd been in the fire. It was horrific, and I'll, I'll never get that image out of my head. It was all like blistered, red, raw, yeah, in peeling off. It, it, I don't know if anyone's heard of the um, term butterfly skin. No, I haven't. No, it's it, it, it's it's sort of linked. It, it sort of named that. To a, to a condition called epidermis bullosa, epi, epidermis bullosa. And that's exactly how it presented because when Josh was born as well, like he was unable to swallow, both them two conditions were combined was indicative of that condition. Right. But what, luckily, it, it wasn't because that condition actually is also like a degenerative condition where you get blisters all the time and you actually be bandaged up and dressed and all that sort of thing. So thankfully, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. But now, he can't, can't regulate his skin temperature. So when it gets too hot, he has to like, lie down on the floor and take his top off or whatever. And he, he, he can get quite hot quite fast. And in the past, that's resulted in some febrile convulsions, which luckily haven't sort of progressed any further than when it was in nursery. But there's always that chance because obviously with the weather being as interchangeable as it is in the Great British Isles, it, what, what you know, like let's say if it gets too hot, he, he understands now he has to lie down on the floor, take his top off, and cool down basically. Yeah, and it, it, it is quite good. He, he will always tell us when he's when he getting, when he's getting too hot, and being a 16 or 7 year old he's always jumping around he's always winning rounds right as you can probably imagine yeah so it's hard to keep him sort of regulated but other than that apart from all the scar tissue on his body he's just a no 
when you see him fully clothed, you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with him. With his yeah. skin. But when obviously when he's undressed and you see his arms and his legs and stuff, and that's when you'll see it. His face, face wasn't affected. Wasn't affected. No. And it's really bizarre that because, but that's just how it presented. What's what's the um, is what's the sort of prognosis as he gets older? Does do things change? Do they get better or worse, well, or do they stay as they well, are? It, It'll just remain remain the same. Obviously, it will grow with the, but the scar tissue might not grow as much as what you'll grow. Right. So it's about it's about sort of managing how his skin will be. Then, yeah. which is why laser treatment has been sort of mentioned to us. But us as his parents, we 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 don't want to be doing that to him just yet because he's only young yet and. The kids at school accept him, his cousins accept him for a few years, despite his obvious dif- differences in his appearance and everything. Yeah. But, to, like I say, to, think, to, to, to look at him fully clothed, you, you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with him. Yeah. With his skin or anything like that. But obviously, like when he's having PE and he's got his t shirt on, you, you'll, you'll see what, what, it, what, it, what it's presented with. So yeah, I mean, we, we we have been in contact with her family in America. All right. Um, with, with her, with the um, a daughter who's got the same skin, was born with the same condition, and uh, she's fifteen now, and it doesn't look like anything is wrong with her. Right. So, so obviously it does. It just sort of you you grow up with it, and it's just however it presents. Then that's how it presents. We just simply don't. We don't, we don't know enough about it to sort of definitively say this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Only because there's 32 reported cases. Kind of learn as you it, go, don't you? It's, it's like trying to find 32 different people in a, in a population of six and a half billion. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. But yeah. Like, like I say, we, we did find one. Yeah, so you've managed to connect to them. Yeah. <clears throat> but unfortunately, they, they got a bit too religious for our life. And we, we're, not, we're not religious in the slightest. So right. it got a bit it got a bit too much. All this, all God bless him and God, all, the, all this sort of blessings and all that. Because it's not really it's not really for us, to be honest. We're, okay. not, we're not, really, not really that religious. So, But that's then. That's their way of life. Yeah. As is the case for most Americans, I think. Many of them, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what have you um have you, now that the sort of restrictions are easing have you got much planned for the rest of the year are you planning to try and get out and about and do things and, and maybe i don't know well, go on holiday or little things like that well I'm, I'm hoping that we can get joshua um out for his birthday next month because the day boris johnson has given us as all social restrictions have been lifted is actually his birthday Oh, right, okay. So we're hoping if that is going to be the case, then we can try and do at least a little bit of something. But ringing around places, what would you be, what would you be doing on this particular day? People just don't know. Not the planning, not know. quite planning that far ahead just in case it doesn't open. Exactly, and obviously we, we, we live in Blackburn where this new Indian variant, as, it, as it's called, is quite prevalent. Yeah, yeah. But, Th- that completely slipped my mind, but that was on the news yesterday, and I saw obviously that that, that area as well as, yeah. you know, like Bradford, Birmingham, yeah, them areas of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's sadly that that could potentially be, prove a sticking point for us all. But 
Uh, got a bit, yeah. Wait and see a little bit. What, where yeah. where would he where would he like to go if he had the choice, or have you not had that conversation yet? We've not really had that conversation yet. I mean, the, the, the play centre he's like going to sadly have to close due to all the financial pressures of not being being able to be opening everything, so that's closed down permanently. Mm. So it's just uh, we'll probably end up going to Grandma's for tea parties or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just having with family, which you know, that's not it's not really. It's it's a nice nice to all get to, to all get together, but it's it's just a bit mundane sometimes when you just sat around when you've been sat around for fifteen months just doing next yeah. to, next to nothing. But where where, 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 where would you normally go? What would your sort of ideas be? Well, like play centre or we're, we're, we're just simply we're, we're somewhere where we can just burn a hole of energy. Yeah, have a good <laughs> run around. Yeah, and and, it, and even then. It, he won't be tired. Because <laughs> the, the, the more he burns off, the more he, he's out there. You know what I mean? It, it, the more active he is. Yeah. He, he has a lot of carbohydrate-rich food yeah. for some reason. And he, he seems to, the, the more he's running around he does, the more fuel he has. Oh, that's a lot of kids in general, I think, isn't it? <laughs> I think around, <laughs> was it January time? I went out, I met up with a friend and we went for a, a quite a big countryside walk and I took him with me, my son. And uh, it was, was it about 5K, just over 5K we did. And it was all up on over hills. Me and my friend were quite done in by the end of it, quite exhausted, but we got home and my son, first thing my son said when he walked through the door was, can we can we go for a walk? I was like, we've just been out, we've just been out all morning. <laughs> it's always the way isn't it? Like, yeah, I was I was done for a few days. I was. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things though with with, with Joshua. It's, it's always a it's, it's something fresh every day, as it is with with all the kids. But it's something new every day. And I think my lucky stars is with us because obviously with with all the things that we had to go through for him, yeah, just for him to be here. You know, I, I think. I, I, I would say I thank God, but like I said before, I'm not really in, into all that religion sort of thing. But I do thank something that he's still with us and he's still fighting, and that we, we have something, we have someone that we can be proud of. Yeah. We're, we're, we are extremely proud parents, and there's no, there's no two ways about it. It can be a little stubborn, little tyrant sometimes. Yeah. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have moved away. I really wouldn't. But perhaps less violent, but that's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. That and that's one of the things that comes across in your blog when you read through it. It's it's that sort of uh, what's the words? Just give, giving him that. You're giving him the medal of like he's, like it's like it's called my hero. So yeah, I, I mean, when when I first started, I thought to myself, what can I call this blog? You know, when you're just thinking to yourself. And I was thinking when he when he was actually in hospital, he was one of the doctors basically bluntly told us he's got a zero percent chance of surviving. Yeah. And as blunt as I'm telling you now, yeah, that's how that's how blunt it was. Yeah. And he said he's got one of five things wrong with his skin, and all of which aren't compatible with life. So, <laughs> God, right. So, so he, he gave us three of these conditions. Because I, I asked for the condition names so I could go away and look it up and yeah. 
So I, I could understand what may or may not happen going mm. forward. And it could, it could only give me three conditions. Well, I said to him, well, what about the other two? He said, five, that's only three. Three isn't five. He said, and he couldn't answer me. Oh, man. That, 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 that me, for me personally, gave me the fuel to carry on fighting for him. And I, I, always, I always say this, this story. On a Thursday, we, we went to, we, we used to go up every morning to see how he was after war because We weren't allowed in the room when doctors were coming around and everything, doing all the, whatever they were doing. And uh, we went up, his body was worse than what it was when he was born. Yeah. And I was getting upset, my wife was getting upset. I said, come on, let's go, let's go and get some dinner. It was a fortune dinner time, and we went and got, got some dinner, and we went back up, and it all cleared. All right. It was all gone completely, just like settled down. I went, and then I thought to myself, that's better than what it was an hour ago. How can you say he's not getting any better? Yeah. And, and thankfully, like I say, he pulled through. And, Gave the middle finger to that doctor that gave him zero percent. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's when I first started thinking, well, what can I call the blog? I thought, well, from zero to hero. Then I thought, well, hang on a minute, my hero. And yeah, that's how it all, that's how, how it all came about. Yeah, and because I, I wanted that that connection to him, I wanted that bond from me as his dad to him. Yeah, and even though I'm like four years behind that sort of stage of bonding with him, three or four years. I'd like to think I've made up for lost time, even though it's never going to be 100% due to obviously the difficulties I have with relating to other people. Yeah. And obviously he, he might have the same condition I have, having that, those all same difficulties. So it, it will never be 100 million percent, but it's as close as it, as it can be. And in the short, in the short, short space of time, I'm proud of the fact that I can write about him and I can talk about him right to you now. Because beforehand, I weren't talking to anyone about it because all my thoughts was about his twin brother. Yeah. And now I've shifted my my path away from that and thinking, right, I need to focus on the actual person that has actually thought to be here and thought to be part of our family. Yeah. So yeah, was, that's how it all came about. So. And that's and then, that's not. You know, that wouldn't be an unusual reaction for somebody or a response from somebody, would it? That a lot of people probably, if a lot of people had gone through the similar situation, they might not have found the courage to be able to put that into words and put it out there for other people to read like you have done. So I think it's a really good job what you've done and you've reacted really positively, as I said. And um, I wish him all the best and all of you all the best. I, I I am actually well in in my head. This is I am actually yeah. writing a book in my head about okay. it all, not yeah. a proper like memoir or something like that. Yeah. But that that's all, that's only in the in the very very early stages of being processed and made at the moment. Yeah. But I the, the way I want to do it is I want to go back through our memories on Facebook. Okay. So we have to go from from when he was born up to I think I'm going to go to when he won the award in London. Yeah, and then just finish it there, and then. But like I say, that that's all in my head at the moment. I've got a working title. I've got a, f- a few bits that I've wrote down already, but 
I just need to find the time to be able to sit down and type away because I've got the two blogs and everything. I've got other things. I've got work and yeah, all that sort of thing. So I just need to find a bit of time. Oh, brilliant idea. I'll be keeping my eye out for it. You have to let me know uh, if it if it comes uh, to uh, it, and then uh, I'll send you sign. I'll also send you send you sign coffee. Yeah, Nigel's gonna Nigel's gonna the first one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, 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 he please order in, so I'll uh, I'll make sure he gets one. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> and then your second your second part of the book, you know, when he grows up and he's a bit older, could be about him. You know, growing up and taking over the role of David Attenborough, becoming the new David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's if he still likes animals. I mean, well, yeah. or he could be a football commentator. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, he, he could be John Watson. He could give John Watson <laughs> and Martin Tyler the run, the run for the money. Cause yeah, it, like like I say, he would just recite pretty much word for word, and you think to yourself. Well, how do you remember <laughs> little bit, little bits of com- commentary that might may have that people just missed naturally just watching the game because you don't you don't fix yourself on listening to it you fix yourself on watching it don't you and yeah yeah interpreting it in your own way but Christ, he's he's phenomenal he's, he's a phenomenal kid I mean I mean obviously as his dad I'm I'm going to be saying that but and anyone who ever meets him or whoever comes into contact with him just absolutely adores him. Yeah, I mean, as a result of the blog, when when he came home from his recent endoscopy, one one of the dad, dads, dads on dad bench said, "What's your address?" And he, he lives over in Scarborough, so we we have a bit of banter about Yorkshire, Lancashire banter, and all yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, so I said, "What do you want that for?" And he said, "I just want your address." I'm thinking, "What? You know what I mean?" Cause I'm, and that's that's what I'll just give it him because obviously I make good friends with him and everything. And he's actually a stay-at-home dad, and he's got five girls. So he's he he he's like a hero to me because he's staying at home with five girls, thinking, <laughs> you know, like you know, what I mean? having that sort of pressure. So he's <laughs> he's a really cool guy. And he said, "Right, what's your address?" So I gave it him. And a couple of days later, this dinosaur coloring book came for Joshua. So and then and he, he said, "I hope you like it." And it's like it's just like that sort of thing. I've never met this guy before. Yeah, and we, we we have we have a good banter between us, and we have a good laugh. Yeah, and it's it's just nice to have that because I don't really have friends face to face. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like I said, like I said before, right at the very beginning, I'm very insular and very introverted. I don't really want to bother with people. Yeah, I, but having that group, I mean, there's about fifteen, sixteen on this WhatsApp group every every day talking. And every Friday we we all well, I say we all get together. But like I said before, I don't. I've not been on it since December. But we all get together on a Friday talking to someone who's famous, so to speak, and that in <laughs> Nigel. But that, that Nigel's such a cool guy, and he, he treats us all when we treat him all. We, we treat we just we treat him like any normal dad. We just like it's like it's like normal. Like I'm talking to you now. Yeah. We just we just have a chat with him, and his his approach to it is so nice because like i said before is it doesn't take any nonsense if there's people taking the make he'll he'll kick them out of the chat you know what i mean he'll kill and he'll and so it's, it's over 18 as well so we can swear we can like yeah. like you've had a beer as well and we, yeah. we can all just have a have a good laugh and yeah. share, share our stories and that's what it's about isn't it it's about having somewhere that you can just be yourself as a dad as a bloke as as you 
and, yeah. and and everybody else can do the same thing and you can all just get along and accept it yeah you know, I, mean, right? I mean obviously the, the stereotypical view of instagram oh it's all mums and it's all it's all women related but when when, when i joined this i was initially quite skeptical because I really struggle with identity, talking to men. So this is something for me personally as well, talking to you. So it's like, well, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to push, push yeah. to that because I want to be able to broadcast Joshua's story. Yeah. Obviously, Nigel knew about it to begin with. And then when I entered that the chat, I was like chatting on it. And he said, oh, my, cause my, 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 my Instagram's my hero, Joshua. Uh, and he didn't know it was me right. at the time. Yeah. And he said, oh, who else wants to join up? So I put my hand up. I said, oh, I'll, I'll come on. And when I, when I went on, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, it's you. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then he said, well, how are you doing, sir? And he said, well, for those that don't know, and then he started telling from his perspective what Joshua's story was, because, like I say, he already knew about it. Yeah. And he presented the reward and people you could see the chat going absolutely crazy. Oh my God, oh my God. And when I was talking about it, because I was sat in the car at the time, because I couldn't come in the bedroom, because Josh was always coming in and out, in and out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you, you can't go live on your laptop, you have to be on your phone. Right, so I'm there yeah, on, the yeah, phone, yeah. On, on my phone like that. So yeah, it was, and then over the course of time, it's just developed into this community of dads, mums, granddads, really, really cool people. And we were like I said, we, we we all have each other, each other's back. And we always say dad benches assemble sometimes and <laughs> whenever something's going off, we all have dad benches assemble. Yeah, so all... everyone's in together now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all in together, what one for all and all for one. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's like I say, it, it's really helped me like sort of come out of my shell a bit more, which yeah, has helped in, in other things like going to the Tai Chi class on Monday, which I would never have done a year ago, and just getting myself out there a little bit more and trying to have things for myself because I've always felt guilty for having things for myself, yeah. despite the fact that I never actually did them things for myself. And I always thought to myself, like, I can see it's important to my wife to have her things like going to bingo, going to see friends, but then I was when she used to go out, I always used to just go straight into bed and just do nothing. But I thought, I can't do that anymore. I really cannot be be that same person. So hopefully this Tai Chi can give me that outlet and then we can, and I can be all the dad binges through sometime in the very near future, hopefully. Yeah, and yeah. I meet, think it, meet yeah. these people that I've made friends with. No, it's a really good thing. It's, um, it's important, isn't it, to meet up like similar-minded yeah, I mean, people and have the somewhere you can go and have a chat and, and kind of get things off yeah. your chest even if you're the type of person that doesn't always enjoy doing it or doesn't always need to do it just to have that yeah. option and, and know that somebody can be there listening and and just say hello and that's that's enough sometimes exactly yeah i mean like i say with, with the way nigel does it it gives you the confidence to do it because obviously people might get a bit overawed thinking well i watch, I watch every single day on baby club or whatever my <laughs> nigel maybe on the cb is people do get overawed with it thinking oh my god it's someone somewhat famous you know what I mean in in kids world yeah. and stuff yeah. like that so it's, it's just nice because like he, he just treats us as normal human beings and he's the dad himself he's got two great kids and he, he absolutely adores them he, he talks about them all the time 
and what what they get up to and all that sort of thing. So it's just nice just to have someone who sort of babysits your kids. <laughs> you can talk, <laughs> so to speak, and you can have that honest and open, frank conversation. And so, some of the chats that we've had, that they've had, I mean, they're, they're all on the Avengers profile. Yeah. And so, so some, of the, some of the topics, like mental health, when it's mental health awareness, all that sort of thing. And like me, for instance, I'm talking about baby loss, talking about going through traumatic experiences with your children, yeah. all that sort of thing. And it's, it's just nice just to have that sounding board because if you go down the pub or something or you or you go to the football with your mates, you're not going to be talking about your mental health. You're not going to be talking about baby loss or anything like that. It's just nice to have something where you can feel safe and talk about it, even though it's on one of the biggest platforms in the world and anyone can join in at any one time. Yeah. But to have, to have a group of like-minded people from all over because we, we have we have someone from Kenya come on sometimes and right. so um, we have, we had one guy from Germany pop on sometimes and some of the stories that he had about him being a dad in a totally different culture and obviously in yeah. Kenya another another totally different culture yeah. and it's just nice to have that sort of perspective and that understanding that what we do might be completely different to how they parent their children yeah and it's, it's just nice to have that input on that perspective and it makes you think is that it's that like you say it's that safe place where that's what it's for you can go there for that whereas if you were meeting up with your friends going down the pub you know nine times out of ten you might not feel comfortable getting into that full conversation about what's happened for you or experience you might have had and have the opportunity but for that that specific group that's your opportunity and it's safe and you know that there's somebody going to be there to say um, no, look, we're, we're here to listen to you and we're here to try and help yeah, and support you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can't say enough enough bad, enough good things about it. And to, to have someone as high profile as Nigel doing it really helps it. You know what I mean? Because it, it moves it along, doesn't there. it? Yeah. 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 And he, he's done a lot of research into how dads may be marginalized, maybe uh, sort of left out, so to speak. Yeah. And it, it's just, like I say, it's just nice to have that platform. Yeah, okay. Well, do you want to sort of tell every, uh, the, any listeners that we've got that um, where they might be able to find you or read up about, you know, Joshua's story and your story if you want to share them things? Well, the the, the blog is myheroejoshua.co.uk. Uh, I do have an Instagram profile. I can't remember the, the exact handle on it, but it is all on the website i do have a twitter account again that's on the website which i can't remember the handle of it because i set it up that long ago i can't really remember too much about it i mean if you're Uh, happy if you're happy for me when i put the episode out i can include all them in in the in the description and in the link if you're happy for me to do that that, that's completely fine yeah yeah and then i'll i'll send you the link to dad as well so you can have a have a look on that and yeah hopefully participate because like like i say it, it is a really good tight-knit community but anyone that wants to join we, we're, we're always welcoming other people into it and yeah having their sort of opinions and viewpoints because that's what it's all about yeah and sharing, that... sharing the experience of being a dad all right then mate well thanks right. a lot yeah. yeah no problem all right speak soon right. thanks a lot take care cheers
I don't know. Thank you.